Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, the new questions after U.S. fighter jets shoot down three high-flying objects in three days. Here are tonight's top headlines. The new images of the Chinese spy balloon as the White House assembles a UFO task force to find out what the other objects are. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft. Growing anger in Turkey, blaming developers for the rising death toll. Around 100 arrest warrants have been issued for building contractors. Around 12 have already been arrested. Several people were injured after a driver hit pedestrians with a U-Haul truck in Brooklyn. We have no indication that there is any terrorism involvement in this incident. A passenger describes what it was like on board that United flight that nearly crashed into the ocean. All of a sudden, the nose pitched up, and at that point, there were a number of screams. New Mexico State men's basketball season has come to an abrupt end this after some disturbing allegations of hazing against members of the team. Uh, I can't pass judgment right now. I just, right now I'm in disbelief. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. How about those Chiefs? Good evening and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight we're also beginning our new heart health series with new information about how women experience symptoms differently and even respond differently to heart attacks. Also a history making Super Bowl as Rihanna performed the other historic moment that you may have missed. Well, we'll tell you about it. But first, we are just getting new pictures of the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina. CBS News has learned the Navy has recovered a significant portion of the antenna from the bottom of the ocean. But tonight, there are new questions after the U.S. military shot down those three objects over the last three days, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, over Alaska, Canada and one of the Great Lakes. Well, today, the defense secretary said the Pentagon has not recovered any of the debris from those objects. CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us now from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Well, there were a lot of good questions today at that briefing, but not a lot of good answers. 
<laughs> That's right, Nora. U.S. officials couldn't say today whether these objects belong to China or to some other government or even to a company or an individual. They say President Biden made the decision to have them all shot down because they could not rule out the possibility that they were being used for spying. A mystery in the skies causing confusion on the ground. What in the world is going on? The latest objects appeared about a week after the Chinese spy balloon was taken out off the South Carolina coast. On Friday, an object roughly the size of a small car was shot down over sea ice in remote northern Alaska. On Saturday, it was a cylindrical object hovering over Canada's Yukon Territory. And on Sunday, an octagonal object over Michigan's Lake Huron. How big was it? We're still trying to assess uh, what, what that was. That won't be easy until debris from this weekend's objects can be recovered. We are searching what is uh, a fairly large area. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Obviously, Trudeau. There is some sort of pattern in there. The fact that we are seeing this uh, in a significant degree over the past week. Unlike the Chinese spy balloon, U.S. officials say these objects did not appear to be sending any communication signals or possess any maneuvering or propulsion capabilities. Likely hypothesis is that they were being moved by the prevailing winds. But at 20 to 40,000 feet, they did pose a potential risk to civil aviation, according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. And I want to reassure Americans that these objects do not present a military threat to anyone on the ground. The Chinese government claimed today that the U.S. had flown more than 10 high-altitude balloons into their airspace since last year. U.S. officials quickly denied it. Despite heavy seas, the Navy has now recovered a 30 to 40-foot chunk of the Chinese balloon's antenna array from the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. As for the other mystery objects, U.S. officials have ruled out one possibility. There is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. After the spy balloon incident about a week ago, the nation's radar system was adjusted to make it more sensitive. And officials say that's a big part of the reason that they're now detecting more objects. But what lawmakers want to know is what the criteria is that President Biden is going to use for deciding when to shoot objects down now that the U.S. is detecting so many more of them, Nora. Nancy Cordes at the White House, thank you very much. Now to those scary images coming in tonight from Brooklyn, New York, where a driver of a U-Haul went on a violent rampage, mowing down pedestrians and a police officer. At least eight people were injured too critically. CBS Zero Burnett is on the scene with new information on the driver. This surveillance video shows the moment one person was hit and another narrowly missed being run over by a man fleeing police driving a rental truck. Authorities say the driver of that rental truck hit several pedestrians just before 11 a.m., then led police on a chase along a busy highway before he was finally arrested more than four miles away, just outside a major tunnel leading into Manhattan. The truck hit the... Uh Delivery guy at the, uh, on 72nd Street and 3rd Avenue, and then after that, he drove on the sidewalk. In all, police said eight people were injured, including an officer. Tonight, two are in critical condition. 
Sources identified the driver as 62-year-old Wang So, who may have been living out of the truck, which had been rented in Florida. The suspect has a Nevada's driver's license, and after his arrest, law enforcement sources say So allegedly told police, quote, I want to die. At this time, we have no indication that there is any terrorism involvement in this incident. This happened the same morning a jury began considering whether the man who drove a truck down a New York City bike path back in 2017, killing eight, should be sentenced to death. What we saw today is a clear example why every moment of every day, the NYPD must be prepared for every possibility. Now, as the NYPD investigates a motive, it will be combing through evidence carried from inside the box truck. We witnessed it being taken from the scene today, and that includes cardboard boxes, water bottles, Nora, and clothing. Errol Barnett, thank you. Turning overseas to the humanitarian crisis in the aftermath of that devastating earthquake that rocked Turkey and Syria last week, more than 37,000 people are confirmed dead, but there are still moments of hope, like this little girl named Mirai. She was rescued alive from the rubble after 178 hours. And as CBS Zimtia's Tayyip reports, the disaster is shedding light on complaints of shoddy building construction in the region. These are Turkey's forgotten villages. Nearly every home is damaged, next to no aid has arrived, and few here are expecting any help. Further down the road, and we find a site that's hard to comprehend. Miles away from the devastated cities, and look behind me. The earth has split open. What used to be an olive grove is now a canyon. Attila Taze grew up in the next village over. He says he still can't believe the force of the quake could tear this land into two. Did you ever imagine you'd see something like this in your own backyard? The thought of such a powerful earthquake never crossed our minds, he says. This is a nightmare. If the force of the 7.8 magnitude quake could do this to fertile farmland, it's no wonder so many buildings didn't stand a chance. But shoddy construction is also to blame. This man smashes the logo of a major developer he accuses of knowingly constructing homes that weren't earthquake-proof. Turkish officials issued arrest warrants for over 130 people allegedly involved in the construction of buildings that collapsed. But the government is also under fire for previously passing legislation that allowed hundreds of thousands of property owners to have construction violations forgiven without bringing their buildings up to code. The very same buildings which have now crumbled to dust. And while the sense of rage at Turkey's political rulers is only growing, there are still moments of extraordinary hope. Like when this 13-year-old boy was rescued from the rubble 182 hours after the quake first struck. Now the UN says the recovery phase of its mission is now over and it will instead now focus on humanitarian needs. But the people we've been speaking to say what they want is accountability from their leaders. Nora. No doubt, MTS Tayab, thank you so much. The other big news this Monday night, a newly revealed incident over the skies of Hawaii. A United Airlines flight in December from Maui to San Francisco plunged more than 1,000 feet shortly after takeoff and came within seconds of crashing into the Pacific Ocean. CBS's Elaine Cajano talks to one of the passengers who was aboard the terrifying flight. 
I mean, hadn't been climbing for all that long at all. It was the end of a dream Hawaiian vacation for Rod Williams and his family when their flight home took a terrifying turn. All of a sudden, the nose pitched up pretty, pretty dramatically for maybe three to five seconds. Um, and at that point, there were a number of screams that were let out. But it was very brief, and it was followed by a very dramatic uh, descent. On December 18th, just 71 seconds after takeoff, United Flight 1722 plummeted 1,400 feet to just 775 feet above the Pacific Ocean. The pilots recovered and the flight continued safely on to San Francisco. Well, I think there are a number of factors that may have led to this. Weather could have been a contributing factor. It could be something as simple and yet as lethal as a distraction in the cockpit. Former NTSB chair Robert Sumwall. United did pull those pilots and put them back into training. Well, that certainly suggests that uh, maybe there was a a problem with the way that the crew was was managing the cockpit. And I certainly think that that's uh, one of the factors here that may uh, may be prevalent. Just hours earlier, a Hawaiian Airlines flight hit severe turbulence moments before landing in Honolulu, injuring dozens. United tells CBS News the pilots reported the December incident and are cooperating with the FAA. Elaine Quijano, CBS News, New York. There are disturbing new allegations of hazing tonight at New Mexico State, leading the school to cancel the men's basketball season. At least three players are accused of false imprisonment, harassment, and criminal sexual contact. The victim told police some of his teammates forced him to take off his pants inside the locker room and touched him inappropriately. The team's coaching staff is now on paid administrative leave as the investigation continues. February is American Heart Month, so tonight we're kicking off a week-long series about heart health. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the U.S. for both men and women. But studies show that women wait longer to seek medical care. In tonight's Health Watch, we learn that many women are not aware that their heart attack warning signs can be different. When Dr. Sandra Nichols had a massive heart attack, she didn't tell anyone outside her immediate family. I was embarrassed. At the time, she was working too much, not sleeping enough, and says she felt the burden of being everything to everyone. If you can't manage your own health, if you can't manage your own work-life balance, you cannot be there for others. You can't be the best person that you can be. Despite her medical training, she didn't realize symptoms of congestion and shortness of breath meant a heart attack was around the corner. Sneaky stress that I was under that really led to, which is one of the most surprising moments of my life, a massive heart attack. Dr. Anum Minhas, a cardiologist at Johns Hopkins, says the signs of heart distress in women can be subtle and that stress is a major contributing factor. The heart is not just one thing independent of the rest of the body. Nourishing every aspect of your health will overall make you a much healthier person. Most cardiac events can be prevented through things like proper diet and exercise, consistent sleep, knowing family history, and trying to keep that stress to a minimum. Knowing the different ways heart attacks can present in women can be life-saving. The arm pain that many men experience isn't as common, but neck or jaw pain, shortness of breath, nausea, and fatigue are. For Nichols, as both a physician and a heart attack survivor, she says it's never been more important to stop and listen to your own body. Because if not, they might find themselves flat on the floor 
And I strongly hope no one has to go through what I've gone through. The doctors we spoke with really emphasized the importance of sleep and they encourage women to prioritize rest. All this week, we'll be talking about medical breakthroughs and ways to improve your heart health. Now to last night's Super Bowl, a record 18.8 million Americans were expected to call in sick or take a personal day from work, not us, <laughs> following that big game. Well, the victorious Kansas City Chiefs returned home this afternoon after beating Philadelphia with the last-minute field goal. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports the game itself is only part of the story. Here we go. Hoping for a miracle. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts let it fly as time ran out on Philadelphia's championship dreams. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. It was the first Super Bowl to feature two black starting quarterbacks. The Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes looked like a man just named league MVP as Kansas City erased a 10-point halftime deficit despite his appearing to re-injure his ankle. Taking in this whole year um, and everything that's came with it, man, I just wanted to thank my teammates. Um, it's been a, it was a heck of a run. This powerful postgame moment between the first brothers to play each other in a Super Bowl. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Eagles center Jason Kelsey also hugged their mother Donna, who was wearing her neutrality. The thing that I'm upset about is I didn't buy a lottery ticket. I mean, for to go from high school to college, college to the pros, and then to both be in the Super Bowl together, that's like, what are the odds on that? Sitting next to Mama Kelsey during the big game, Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, still recovering from his on-field cardiac arrest six weeks ago. Adele among a who's who of stars. But not even a diamond could shine brighter than Rihanna. In her return from a more than five-year hiatus, she rocked the stadium with hits from high above the crowd. And showing off her baby bump, essentially announcing to the world she's expecting child number two. She left fans in the stand saying, please don't stop the music. Different stages rising and falling, the fireworks. It was incredible. And putting on a show for fans at home. Me, Is this coach. what you do when you say you're going to work all day? A blitz of big names Tell me more. beating those pricey Super Bowl ads. The Chiefs will have their victory parade on Wednesday in Kansas City. Here in Arizona, work's underway to tear down Super Bowl 57. Next year's big game will be in Las Vegas, and you'll be able to watch it right here on CBS. Nora. And no doubt it will shine bright like a diamond. Chris Van Cleve, thank you so much. Well, tonight we're keeping a close eye on the path of a coast-to-coast -coast winter storm. We'll have the forecast next. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Nearly 100 million Americans are on the path of a coast-to-coast -coast storm this week. Snow will move from the Pacific Northwest into Arizona, New Mexico, and Kansas by midweek. From there, powerful storms, including possible tornadoes, are expected to pop up across the southern plains all the way to Tennessee. The Northeast could see heavy rain Thursday into Friday. There's an alarming new report from the CDC that shows these are troubling times for America's teenage girls. Nearly 60% say they feel persistently sad or hopeless. That's actually the highest level reported over the past decade. And there's this shocking number. Nearly one in three girls seriously considered attempting suicide. The CDC says schools can Im help improve teens' mental health by providing trusted and trained mentors. If you or someone you know needs mental health support, contact the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988. Tonight, an investigation is underway into a deadly collision involving a big rig and a freight train. The details next. An update tonight on a deadly train crash near Houston, Texas. The driver of a big rig was killed today when his truck collided with a freight train. Officials say there were no guard arms or lights at the crossing where the accident happened. The 18-wheeler was dragged half a mile down the tracks and about 15 train cars derailed. Right, the American Sign Language interpreter that is going viral thanks to her historic performance at last night's Super Bowl. That story's next. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Last night's Super Bowl was filled with a number of historic moments, including a nursing student from Philadelphia. 20-year-old Justina Miles became the first female deaf performer to sign during the Super Bowl's halftime show. Miles' energetic performance of Rihanna's lyrics went viral, racking up millions of views on social media. She was also praised for her performance prior to the game when she signed Lift Every Voice and Sing, known as the Black National Anthem, praise that is well-deserved. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. 
Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts.